0: That's the Tavern Keeper's history. so that is the giants of albion as they are today but what about during their heyday Ah, well. now that's a very good question for their contribution to the existence that we all now enjoy should not be underestimated as they were an instrumental part of the events that drove back the hordes of chaos during the great catastrophe not only did they battle the few demons that made their way onto the island of albion but it was with their aid that the plan of the elves of Ulthuan was able to succeed. Oh, really? How was that, then? Ah oh, well, after the demons had mauled the forces of the Lizardmen and confined them to Lustria and a few pockets of resistance down in the Southlands, the demonic horde concentrated their attacks on Ulthuan and the elves. This left Albion relatively unmolested, apart from a few stragglers who mistakenly ended up on the island. But, uh, these were easily defeated by the ancient truthsayers and their giant allies. Anyhow, this was not the main task that the truthsayers had for the giants. Together, they constructed a large series of stone circles that allowed us to uh, strengthen the geomantic web, drawing more and more magic to it and out of the hands of the demons. This caused them to become more and more unstable and Force these foul manifestations to retreat to the north, closer to the epicentre of their tear in reality. Ah, I see. But that's not all. With all this magical energy bound but close at hand, we, the truth says I mean, we were able to channel it into our spellcrafting and weave a veil of fog around the island, hiding and thus protecting the Ogham Stones, uh, as we call those uh, medias, from demonic influence. But I honestly doubt any elves, even if they're aware of it, would admit the crucial role that we, and the giants, played in the success of their vortex. But, without our intervention, Ulthuan would have, most certainly, been overrun by the demonic horde. But unfortunately, there was a price that had to be paid for this. Ah, isn't there always. Yeah, yeah, the gods always seem to take with one hand, even as they give viz the other. Ach, it's more true than you know. For you see that the mist that now shrouded the island did so smother it so completely that it choked the land and blocked out the sun. And not only that, something about the nature of the stone circles we had built drew rain and storms to them. And the once fertile lands of Albion, once a utopia of beauty and bounty, became a wetland a fen and bog, where only a few hardy but pretty tasteless crops were able to grow. Additionally, in absorbing so much chaos energy, the soil of the land itself too became tainted. Quagmires spontaneously erupted from the ground ready to hungrily drag the unwary down to their depths. The woods and forests became death traps, overrun with mutated hawthorn and poisonous plants that strangled and choked the very life from flora and fauna alike. The sacred glades changed into labyrinths, and any that entered were never seen again. Even the wild beasts were affected, and soon tales of terrible monsters lurking in the dark dominated the stories told at the firesides up and down the country. Oh, yeah, my goodness, a land of perfection dragged into tortuous depths. Ah, I couldn't have put it better myself. But what choice did we have if we wished to prevent the dark forces of the primordial annihilator from running rampant over our world? Albion had to be kept secret. Albion had to be kept safe. And so we tasked the giants with guarding the stone circles, called henges in Albionites, by the way, that they had built on top of the places where the ley lines intersected. Ah both fascinating yet tragic but at this juncture if you excuse the interruption i think this is as good a time as any to broach a subject that has been on my mind of late i have a question one to which i've come across various answers but one to which i'd like to hear your learned opinion cedric och by all means septimus hit me with it now In my studies, I have come across conflicting opinions with regards to the origins of the different races. Were you taught such things back in Albion? I'm assuming you were, as you already said that the giants were a gift from the old ones. So not a race that existed in our world before their coming, such as uh, dragons or dragon ogres. Oh, well, yes, that's right. And indeed, it was something that was discussed, if only in the broadest of strokes, by our venerable tutors. Oh, really? Please, please, do go on. Well, as to the giants, in the oral tradition of the truth-sayers, I was taught that the old ones were said to have created them wholesale from the earth itself, in the image of men, but admittedly, on a much, much grander scale. Oh, yeah, yeah. But what of we men ourselves, then? Are we but creations of your ancient aliens, as you put it earlier? Look, now, well, that's what I was taught but not like the Giants. In the seminary, they taught us that our uh, origins are more akin to that of Dwarves and the Elves, rather than the Giants, who are more of a, how would say it, a spontaneous creation in response to an existential threat. Oh, yeah, what do you mean? I do not know the ancient creation myths of either the Elves or the Dwarves. Och, do you not? Well, these two are referred to as the elder races, with the elves elevating their own position, as usual, by uh, calling themselves the eldest race, as you'd expect of them. Anyhow, they both got that moniker as their ascension to civilization preceded that of men. That said, though, the ancestors of the elves, the dwarves and men, were all ceded to our world by the old ones at the same time. Now, I always found the word "seeded." An unusual word choice, both then and now, but my tutor is most adamant in its use. I've yet to truly unravel its meaning, I suppose. Anyhow, we learned that from one of these uh, nascent seeds, the first true dwarves arose, and from the chosen of these came the gods of the dwarven pantheon. Of course, if you talk to a dwarf, they'll tell you that the first dwarves were birthed from the stone of the mountains themselves. Ah, yes. Yes. Come on, Heinrich, you know that old uh, Dwarven Lullaby. That's the origin of that. You know the one. I am a dwarf and I'm digging a hole. Diggy, diggy hole. Diggy, diggy hole. I am a dwarf and I'm digging a hole. Diggy, diggy hole. Digging a hole. Oh, Yeah. I'm uh, sorry, Master Tavernkeeper, but uh, I have no idea of what you are talking about. Oh, really? Weren't you and Sven Hammerhelm singing that at the end of the night last time you two were in here together? Ah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't think so. I have no recollection of such a song. Ah, from what I've heard of you, Heinrich, uh, it's not so unusual. Anyhow, let's uh, let's get back to uh, get back to the old stories and that song as well. Well. There might well be some truth in it. Well, there might not. Well, but it certainly parallels the origins of the uh, giants of Albion, who it is said came from the soil. But as to whether that is uh, allegorical or factual, well, that's anyone's guess. But at least it uh, mirrors the affinities of both races for certain types of terrain. But beyond that, well, I know no more. As to the first elves, on the other hand, Well, they were put straight under the watchful gaze of the slan, learning quickly and deeply, and the Old Ones eventually transferred their uh, protégés from the Old World to the island continent of Ulthuan, which became their homeland and uh, heralded their golden age. Much like the dwarves, the principal gods of the elves, Assyrian the Phoenix, God, uh, also arose in this period, and my uh, my tutor postulated that perhaps he and the rest of the Elven Pantheon, too, were the, uh, the best of these first elves, raised up by the Old Ones. And uh, so, what of we men, then, Master Alchemist? Ah oh, well, we just seem to have uh, floundered around in the caves and forests for eons on end, until finally coming back to the attention of the Old Ones on uh, Albion. But, uh, to be honest, everything pertaining to us... the old stories is a bit vague yeah so it's hard to say Ah, and uh, what about the greenskins that you mentioned earlier then? Doc there are no flies in you you don't miss a trick do you? Ah such are my proclivities I'm afraid well it's a blessing not a curse don't worry about it anyhow the greenskins well the orcs and goblins too arrived in our world at some unknown point in this uh, prehistory as well There were two schools of thought on it at the seminary. One was that they were either mistakenly introduced to the world by the old ones, like uh, diseased rats skulking on a boat that came ashore and bred uncontrollably. The other is that they uh, arrived from the void by some other means, perhaps like a, a meteor or something, like spores of mildew that clung to a dead falling leaf. But uh, one thing that uh, both these uh, two schools of thought agree on is this. They are not native to our world. Ah, fascinating. Thank you. I knew that uh, whatever you said was going to be enlightening. Anyway, please continue with your story. What happened in the immediate aftermath of the creation of the Great Vortex? Ah, well, the indefatigable, endless morass of demons were banished. But that wasn't the end of it, for many still remained, and the scouring of these went on for years, and was never a complete success. But that said, for a while, at least stability, let's say, was achieved. The High Elves flourished, as did the Dwarves, and eventually so did we, men. The truth-says of Albion, on the other hand, though, were isolated and although we had been charged by the Old Ones with teaching and binding the race of men together, we became introverted and reclusive. The giants on Albion too suffered. The eldest grew senile, and the younger generations became dimmer and dimmer as a inbreeding ruled the roost. Peace begat boredom, and men too, Degenerated into a society of warring tribesmen And primitive cave dwellers Oh, yeah uh, But uh, what about you to do Ah, well We simply continued on as always Teaching a chosen few of each uh, successive generation The way Maintaining the mists that hide our white cliffs And uh, tending to the stone circles that guard our land Whilst, of course, all the time waiting for the return of the Old Ones. But they never came, and I think they never will. Ah, I think you might be right. But I have another question, Cedric. What of the land of Albion now? What is it really like? I, for one, like to hear more about its places of power and its people. Ah, you would, would you? Well, don't know about that. My throat's getting a little bit dry, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Well, we cannot have that, then, can we? Another round on me, Master Tavernkeeper, Keeper, if you'll be so kind. Ah, uh, if you insist. Your wish is my command, O noble knight.